0: Y'all. Rochelle here and Lynn if you like our podcast be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform
1: or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspects family
0: and don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes
1: okay so today we were talking about season seven episode 11 called Adventures in Babysitting We start out in a diner, it's nighttime. A man named Lee is sitting at a table watching a barely dressed woman named Sally talk to a man outside through a window. A waitress named Marlene fills up his coffee. Lee says, thank you. Marlene says, sure, you've been here a couple nights in a row now. Lee says, what can I say? I like the ambiance. Marlene says, get you anything else? Lee sees Sally lead the man away with her arms hooked through his. He says no thanks lee gets out some money from his pocket and we see that he's carrying a knife marlene says thanks keep safe out there then sally and the man she is with uh walk between a bunch of semis outside the diner lee follows them with his knife out but he can't find sally as he walks cautiously between the trucks, marlene appears behind him marlene says hey there you lost lee says what then lee's vision starts to go blurry he says, excuse me. Marlene says, ooh, hoo, you're looking a little kabo-wabo there. Lee says, no, no, I'm fine. Marlene says, no, you're not. I slipped a little special sauce into your coffee while you were watching the skirt. You do know we're venomous, right? Marlene's pupils changed to become almost vertical. She says, looks like I didn't dose you quite hard enough. That's okay. There's more where that came from. She smiles, showing off pointed snake-like teeth she She kind of
0: reminded me of the mermaids from harry potter oh yeah
1: yeah i could totally see that those mermaids were freaky looking
0: i didn't like them that was kind of one of the like i mean i I guess i get what they were going for but it was just kind of like why you're supposed to like mermaids are not supposed to look awful like that you know (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah okay so lee er or Uh, Marlene are we talking about Marlene or Sally Marlene okay she's against the semi he falls to the ground dropping his knife Marlene says that's for the crappy tip (laughs) and then we get our opening title sequence so we cut to Sam and Dean the screen says week one the boys are in Rufus's cabin it's daytime Sam and Dean are sitting together silently Uh, Sam looks over at Dean and then away and when Sam is no longer looking at him Dean looks at Sam and then he looks away (laughs) <laughs> they're so emo. Attention. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, they're so emo right now. Um, then the screen says week two. So we're still in Rufus's cabin. Dean is drinking whiskey and looking at a clipboard holding a piece of paper on which he wrote the numbers 45489. Um, these are the numbers that Bobby wrote on Sam's hand. Uh Sam is washing the dishes. He finds an address book in one of the drawers and opens it up. Dean has added a list of numbers below. Ad- <laughs> That's not what Dean did. <laughs> Dean has added a list, a list below the number, and cross out every line. The list says zip code, block, voicemail, password, bank number. So we cut to the screen saying week three. We're still inside Rufus's cabin. Dean pins a newspaper um, titled "Bigger'sons recalls contaminated meat. Customers report illness after eating and slammers." to a board holding their research there's also several articles about dick roman (laughs) (laughs) sam takes a beer out of the fridge and says dean you know um, i wonder if we should be telling people i mean people he knew dean says how long ago did i give frank these numbers it's been a few weeks right what is he nuts or is he just being rude sam says probably both dean i gotta ask you a question Dean says, unless, of course, something happened to him. He can't get to the phone because a Leviathan ate his face. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, also a possibility. Dean says, we should go check on him. Sam says, Dean, do you want to call Bobby's people or not? Dean says, why is that our job? Sam says because who else is gonna do it
0: <laughs> also it's, yeah that's kind of like um yeah you're like the only ones who know so nobody pretty else is to do it
1: yeah you're pretty much next of kin
0: like. yeah I mean like that's you guys are pretty much all he had left other than like random you know hunting I wouldn't say buddies but <laughs>
1: just thinking of bobby having buddies
0: (laughs) i mean rufus was it and we all know how that was (laughs) yeah you know like yeah they liked each other to an extent you know (laughs) but yeah
1: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay dean says i'm not calling anybody if you want to you go right ahead sam says i don't want to call anybody you kidding me a phone in one of the duffel bags starts to ring dean says well i'm not getting it (laughs) <laughs> like a little <laughs> jerk face i don't know where his attitude is coming from but it's uh, fine it's
0: just full of it
1: yep sam takes out the phone and says hello a young girl says is bobby singer there sam says oh uh, no he's uh it's not uh i'm yeah. a friend of his dean picks up a flask that's in a duffel bag sniffs it and puts the lid back on the girl says my dad asked me to call bobby's bobby singer specifically sam says he's not here but look if you need a and then the girl hangs up dean says who was it sam says just some kid dean says for bobby girl scout cookies (laughs) sam says i think maybe dean picks up a full bottle of beer from a table sam says maybe a hunter's kid i mean she sounded pretty scared you know i have a caller id maybe we should go find her we can check on her (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I have a caller ID cause that wasn't a thing that used to be, <laughs> it's always gonna like, just, I can just guess that it's going to shock and amuse me every time I hear of a kid that's like, Oh, you know, like, well, just, can you just see who it is? Or, you know, that sort of stuff with phone calls. It's like, yeah, you used to not be able to tell, you know, like, there know. was no caller ID for a while unless you like paid for it. You know,
1: I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the anticipation of like the phone ring like you had to answer it
0: yeah because you had no idea who was it who was there so it's like okay this could be something important also you could you know get a call from somebody you don't particularly enjoy talking to or you know (laughs) you can't just ignore people you have to answer them all (laughs) yeah oh man that sucked yeah
1: dean says what about frank Sam says, well, Dean, I think we should go find this girl first. Dean says, Sam, Frank's been working on the numbers that Bobby spent his last breath on, and you want to backburner that? Sam gives Dean a look. Dean says, fine. You go and check out Girl Scout. I'll find Frank. Sam says, fine, but you know what? On one condition. If Frank is just spinning his wheels, then you bail on crazy and come meet me. Dean looks at the beer bottle in his hand, which is now empty. Dean says, and thanks for drinking my entire beer. (laughs) Sam says I didn't touch your beer mine's right there you probably drank it without noticing Dean says right so we cut to Sam outside an apartment building a sign reads Clark Manor Furnished Apartments month-to-month rentals Sam knocks on an apartment door and says hello Uh, we spoke on the phone earlier the door opens a tiny bit because of the chain lock Sam says hi I'm Sam you sounded like you needed help and I was in the area the girl says how did you find me Sam says, your dad is in Bobby's address book. The girl says, so where is he? Sam says, Bobby, he, uh, he's passed away. Look, um, the girl says, Chrissy. Sam says, Chrissy, I get it. You don't let strangers in. But your dad said you could trust Bobby, then you can trust me too. Chrissy shuts the door, undoes the chain, and then opens it again. She says, just so you know, 911's on speed dial.
0: One button. <laughs> She's like, you tall creep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Sam says, yeah, sure. Note taken. Chrissy says, so you're a salesman too? Sam says, yep. So your dad's on the road right now? Been gone a while? Chrissy says, he usually calls every night. Sam says, how long has it been? Chrissy says, five days. Sam says, it's just you and him, huh? I know how that is. Look, uh, sometimes on the road, crap happens. So I'll help you track him down. Chrissy says, really? Sam says, of course. Did he happen to say where he was going? Chrissy says, uh, said he had a couple leads near Dodge City. Sam says, and does he have a desk or somewhere where he keeps his stuff? So Chrissy leads Sam into another room. Sam says, do you mind making some coffee? Thanks. Sam looks through a desk and then inside a closet. Behind the hanging clothes, he finds Lee's research board with missing person notices and an article that says, monsters in our Miss" and trucker missing, rig found in ditch. Um, Sam says, Chrissy, and he finds her in another room. He says, hey, listen, so I think I got an idea where to start. So I'm going to go. Uh, can I borrow this? And he holds up a framed photograph of Chrissy and Lee. Chrissy says, "Yeah." Sam says, "Thanks. Here, here's a number. In case you don't hear from me in the next couple of days, don't worry. I promise I'll check in." Chrissy says, "Don't say that. That's what my dad said." So we cut to
0: Frank's I mean, house. That is fair. <laughs>
1: that is fair. I'd be terrified, man, if <laughs> I were her. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know you. <laughs>
1: yeah, just some tall dude. <laughs> So, uh, cut to Frank's house. Dean drives up and gets out of the car. He walks through the mostly empty house with his gun drawn. All is quiet. Dean says, this can't be good. Then he hears a gun cock and turns around. Frank is there pointing a shotgun at him. Dean (laughs) says, well, hi. Frank keeps his gun raised. Dean says, Frank, we're amongst friends here. Okay, acquaintances. Frank says, that's just what a Leviathan would say. Dean says, Frank, I am not a Leviathan frank says oh sure you're not a leviathan dick roman's not a leviathan gwyneth paltrow is not a leviathan
0: <laughs>
1: dean says yeah frank says trust me dean says okay you know what frank i think you've been doing a little too much research frank says they're everywhere anyone who's to say this, this ain't the day they come for old frank who knew too much dean <laughs> dean says they bleed black goo right you want to see what i bleed frank points his gun at dean's foot Dean says, oh, whoa, whoa, let's take the guns out of it, okay? Frank says, okay. Dean puts his gun on the table, takes the knife out of his back pocket, and makes a cut on his forearm. Frank finally lowers his shotgun. Dean says, see? Red-blooded American. Dean wipes the blood on the knife onto his sleeve and says, now. And Dean holds the knife out to Frank. Dean says, your turn. Frank says, oh, well, look, I'm obviously not. Dean says, fair. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Dean says, fair, spares, dude, Brad. Frank takes a the knife, then cuts his palm and hands the knife back to Dean. Dean says, yeah, and he wipes the knife on his jacket sleeve again. Dean says, I'm glad we could share that together. Frank says, grab your gun, come with me. For God's sake, don't make any noise. So he cut to Dean and Frank pulling up to a barn containing a trailer. Uh, when they're inside the trailer, Dean says, why the downsize? Frank says, you. Hey, Frank, go dig up some dirt on Richard Roman. That's right. I was burned off every IP I had ears on my phone eyes on my house dean says wait dick's got people watching you frank says do i look like i know you think it's been easy to see this deep into what's real and also be bipolar with delusional ideation
0: <laughs> it's like uh, maybe that's part of it buddy you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> you literally just are like hey i can't tell what's real also this is why i can't tell what's real so how do i know what's real yeah As he's like you know but these people are watching me. It's
1: like uh you know. Yeah. Uh Frank says, There's no pill for my situation, sweetie pop. So yeah, best guess, the big mouths are on to me. Next question. Dean says, All right, well, what's the word on the big mouse? Frank says, their tentacles are everywhere. I'm looking at bankers, military high-ups. Dean says, This is why you didn't call me back. Frank says, hey, cut me some slack. You called me like four days ago. Dean says, I called you four weeks ago, Frank. <laughs> Frank says, what? No, really? Days, weeks, quit busting my chops. <laughs> Dean says, what are There's you doing? a big me?
0: difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with time sensitive information. <laughs> exactly.
1: Frank says, you cool your heels, Buster Brown. Dean says, Frank, I paid you 15 grand for this. Frank says, yeah, I get that. Dean says, no, you don't get that. Dick Roman is every card in my hit deck. You understand me? Those numbers, they got something to do with him, okay? Bobby died for those numbers. Frank says, look, I'm sorry about Bobby. I really am. You know, this one time we were in Fresno and we got stuck. Dean says, no, no, no. I'm not gonna play this one time with Bobby crap, all right? I'm not gonna get all warm and fuzzy with somebody who else who barely knew him. Frank says, just trying to make friendly conversation. Dean says, this is not a friendship, Frank. I'm paying you. Frank says, hey, you know what you need? A little LSD, a little shiatsu. (laughs) Dean says, I'm out of here. Frank says, hey, you want to know what those numbers are? Bupkis. They're not lottery numbers. License. Dean says, I know that, Frank. Thank you.
0: That's why you're involved.
1: (laughs) Frank says, which leaves us little else to do, but probability generate. Dean says, come again? Frank sits down at a computer and says, you run most reasonable possibilities for a Levi, Levi? Oh, Leviathan. (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean? Why are we talking about jeans? (laughs) I like Levi's. I do too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anywho. Anyway, actually the jeans I really like right now are universal thread that you get at Target. They are so comfortable.
0: I have a pair of jeans that I got from Target, which are, I like them. They're comfortable, but I cannot get rid of the smell. Oh, mine don't have a smell. Like there's been, ah, it's, I've only gotten one pair of jeans from Target and I like them, but I've washed them so many times. I've used OdoBan on them to try and get rid of the smell. Like mm-hmm. they just, you know how some like new clothes just kind of stink. Yeah. Like we got that going on with these pants and I've had them for probably three or four years now and they just won't stop. You know, oh, <laughs> like,
1: that's gross. You should just toss them.
0: Well, but I only, yeah, I don't have much jeans though. As far as like, <sighs> stuff that isn't barn clothes oh yeah so i mean they're fine they're slowly getting better it's not like they smell smell anymore Mm -hmm. but like if you smell the jeans you can smell it you You know still smell it yeah
1: that's weird what brand are they
0: oh i don't know something Hmm. from target but yeah i don't know what they They, are they have
1: a couple different brands so
0: yeah i have no idea but I am kind of like, you know, like if I go and ever get another pair of jeans at Target, I'm gonna sniff them first. And I know it sounds weird, but (laughs) I can't, I can't do that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Frank says you run the most reasonable possibilities for a Levi-related five-digit number written by a dying drunk. You come up flat. Know what? You start to wonder. Hey, maybe I'm missing a number. Dean says, well, how do you figure? Frank says, oh, I don't know, because Bobby was dying of brain trauma. I just had a tickle. There was a reason nothing was popping up, popping out at us. So I set up a program to run possibilities for six numbers, seven, eight, but good news. Dean says, good news. Frank says, never had to go past six because this is my little lamb. This, that's not what he says. This is my little lamb. <laughs>
0: Mary had a little lamb, little he says, lamb, little lamb. <laughs> oh no.
1: Great, that's going to be stuck in my head.
0: Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome. Anyway. Frank says,
1: my little lamb, this is coordinates. <laughs> Dean says, you're sure? To what? Frank says, a field in Wisconsin. Dean says, no, no, Bobby didn't give us coordinates to some patch of weeds in Cheeseville. Frank says, no, he gave you coordinates to a parcel recently purchased by William Inc., a subsidiary of Richard Roman Enterprises. Dean says, so what do we do? Frank says, stay away, or if we're stupid, we go there and set up surveillance. So we cut to inside a morgue. A morgue attendant says, Matthew Havlina, found in a ditch off the interstate. Sam says cause of death, the morgue attendant says missing five pints of blood can't have helped puncture <laughs> wounds. Um, Sam says so what some kind of animal attack, the morgue attendant says or a vampire. Sam looks at the morgue attendant with a uh, with interest. Um, and he says, huh, that usually gets at least a chuckle. <laughs> So we cut to sam outside walking down the street talking on the phone with dean sam says you find frank dean says yeah those numbers coordinates dick bought some land we're headed there now sam says wait 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 you're just gonna drive right up to dean says relax it's a field not the death star dick's at a ted conference it's all over the huffington post sam says wait 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 since when do you read dean says know your enemy sam what's (laughs) going on with the girl Sam says, "I don't think she even knows her dad's in the life. So far, I got three missing truckers and one blood-free body. Dean says, "Good times. All right, we'll keep me posted." They hang up. Frank says to Dean, "Got the equipment arranged, Come and get your costume on. We can scoot." Dean says, "Costume, What?" So we cut to the field that Dick bought. Frank and Dean are dressed like power line workers. They have a truck with one of those bucket things that goes up to the power wires. I have no idea what those are called. Oh Oh, like cherry pickers or
0: Yeah. I think so. I feel like I know what that's called. Mm, Maybe it is like a cherry picker. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think they say cherry picker like later on.
0: Yeah. okay. But
1: anyway one of those bucket thingies <laughs> it's a bucket <laughs> it's a bucket you get in <laughs> okay dean says what the hell's so special about this place frank says i love a mystery now get in that cherry picker and act like you're fixing something <laughs> dean says i don't know how to drive that thing frank says "Do you think i do dean says well why do i got to be the sap that Frank points at a patch on his uniform and then to Dean and Dean's and says, this one says manager. That one says technician. Sometime this month. So <laughs> Dean climbs up into the cherry picker kit, cherry picker and starts it up. Uh, Dean says, okay, moving. Ah. Frank <laughs> is looking around through binoculars and sees several surveillance cameras. Frank says, oh crap. Come on down, Tarzan. Dean says, what? Frank says, get down here. We need to move. They got this place wired up the wazoo. Dean says, they're watching us right now. Frank says, "No, nah, no. Nah, they're just watching Cheech and Ed from Mabel. Dean says, you know, it's gonna be a diff- <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> okay.
0: You
1: can do it! <laughs> I can do it. Dean says, it's gonna be a little difficult to set up surveillance if there's a surveillance everywhere. Frank says, right, so we need to tap into theirs instead. So we cut to Frank's trailer. It's nighttime. Frank taps some keys on the computer screen and shows Dick's field.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> yep. Dean
1: says, all right, now what? Frank says, you look horrific. When was the last time you really slept a night? Dean says, let's just work, all right? Frank says, this is it. We watch the screens. I can take the first shift. You're no use if you can't even. But Dean has already fallen asleep. <laughs> Frank, and says, he's done. Keep, yeah. Frank says keep your eyes open Dean's phone vibrates in his pocket but it doesn't wake him up so we cut to Sam inside a motel room he's looking at John's journal while leaving Dean a voicemail Sam on the voicemail says Dean hey so I think this guy was hunting a Vitala. Uh dad took one down back in the day silver knife to the heart twist they're done. He says they're maladjusted loner types, like to knock a guy out, drag him home and feed slow. So if Chrissy's dad got grabbed, there's a chance he might still be alive. Be nice to get this girl's dad back home to her, you know? All right, I could use your help. Call me. So we cut to the diner from the beginning of the episode. Sam says to Marlene, excuse me, your manager said you might be able to help me. Marlene says, sure, what can I do for you? Sam holds up a picture of Chrissy's father and says, you ever see this man? Marlene says, I might have served him the other day. I think he may have gone to talk to that girl out there. And she points out the window uh, to the scantily clad Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, thanks. And he goes outside and approaches Sally. He says, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Sam reads the name on the necklace that she's wearing and says, Sally, you ever see this man? And he holds up a picture of Lee. Sally says, no. Sam says, you sure? Sally says, it's not safe here. Some private sally walks between park semis and sam's fo- and sam follows her sally says something's happening around here i'm afraid i'll be next sam says tell me what you saw sally says i don't know what i saw sam pulls out a knife as he hears someone coming up behind him it's marlene she grabs sam by the wrists and throat and shoves him against a truck sam drops the knife sam says sally run but sally's pupils have become vertical and her teeth are snake-like she kicks Sam's legs and he drops to his knees.
0: Dang Marlene- it, Sammy! You fail for it.
1: <laughs> I know. Come, come on. Marlene holds Sam's head and Sally bites his neck. Marlene's pupils and teeth have also transformed. The girls drop Sam and step back. Sam falls to the ground unconscious. Unconscious once again.
0: He just can't help together. himself. <laughs> I know.
1: so we cut back to dean and frank's trailer he wakes up in his chair frank is monitoring the field on four computer screens dean says how long was i out frank says about 36 hours dean says what why didn't you wake me frank says not your butler come see this dean says what frank says this is where it gets good frank zooms in on a parked car where two people are kissing and dean says frank you need to get out more Frank says not that the car drives away and suddenly there's a woman walking across the field Frank zooms in on her she's carrying documents and a walkie talkie Frank says check out Sarah Palin Dean says who is she Frank says Amanda Willer Frank hits a key and Amanda's California driver's license Richard Roman Enterprises security pass and a close up photo appear on the screen Frank says surprise surprise works for Dick Roman Frank hits another key and we see three men in uniforms walking towards Amanda. Dean says, what's she doing? Frank says, being a naughty, bossy little girl. (laughs) Dean says, well, I hate to
0: ask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, well, I hate to ask for that in the non-porno version. (laughs) Frank says, they're surveying. They're getting ready to build something. Dean says, build what? Frank says, exactly. What? No idea. Dean says, well, how do we find out? On the screen, the men are talking, the men are taking up position on the field. Frank says, we watch. Patience, patience, grasshopper. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, patience and me aren't exactly on terms. Frank says, well, then go out and kill something or whatever you kids do to blow off steam. What, you don't like my suggestion? Dean says, I don't think you're in a position to be giving suggestions, all right? I think you're one tinfoil hat away from a rubber room. He's not wrong. (laughs) Nope. Frank says, did I mention you look awful? Dean says, yes, maybe because somebody I cared about just got shot in the head. And this is like shoving a rock up a hill and screw you. (laughs) Frank says, here's my advice. You didn't ask for quit. Dean says, what? Frank says, you want to keep going? Dean says, I want Dick Roman on a spit. Frank says, but you're going to drive yourself into the ground first. Good plan. Dean says, I'm not going to quit. It's not even an option. I'm not going to walk out on my brother. Frank says, okay, then fine. Do what I did. Dean says, "What? Go native? Stock up on sea rations?" Frank says, "No, cupcake. What rations. I did when a oh rations? Sorry, <laughs> sea rations. You're like, I can't handle it. I, must, <laughs> normally, I, must I am a must correct I'm
0: just like, Ugh. normally I'm kind of like, okay, whatever." Sorry. No, no, that one. I was just like Am I an asshole? Yes, but I can't I like
1: said it and then I was like, did I say that right? And then I was like, ah, Rochelle will correct me (laughs) 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 if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay, well, sorry. Okay, Frank says no cupcake what I did when I was 26 and came home to find my wife and two kids got it on the floor. Decided to be fine till the end of next week make yourself smile because you're alive and that's your job, then do it again the next week. Dean says so fake it Frank says I call it being professional do it right with a smile or don't do it Dean's phone vibrates he listens to the message that Sam left him. Uh, Dean says no 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 Sam that's not right Frank says what's the gaff. Dean says he um, and Sam's recorded voices says they're maladjusted loner types like to knock a guy out drag him home. Dean presses a button on the phone to answer a call. He says Sam, but it's Chrissy instead. Chrissy says no, who's this? Dean says who's this? Chrissy says Sam told me to call if I didn't hear anything back from him. So we cut to inside an abandoned building. It's daytime. Sam wakes up tied to a chair. Two dead men are in the room. Lee is tied to a chair next to Sam. Sam says, uh, no, Lee says, that ringing in your ears, it's from the venom. Sam says, venom? Lee says, yeah, they hit you with some kind of knockout juice. You seem to be handling this pretty well. Sam says, yeah, well, I was out there looking for you, Lee Chambers. I'm a friend of Bobby Singer's. Christy called. She's fine. She is. She's just worried about you. So how do we get out of here? Lee says, I don't know. They'll be back pretty quick here. Sam says, just the two of them? Lee says yeah they're a tag team. One of them knocks you out the other one dumps your rig or your ride or whatever miles down the road. It's a pretty nice system they got. Sam says they've been draining you. Lee says yeah they tap you three four times you're dead and let me tell you you can't see you can't walk. I thought they'd kill me right off but they don't have to. They got nothing to worry about. Sam says how many times have they fed on you? Lee says three. So we cut to Dean inside Chrissy's apartment. Chrissy says, did Sam tell you where he was going? Dean says, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What did you tell him? Chrissy says, "Uh, he checked my dad's room. Dean says, there? Chrissy says, yeah. Dean looks around Lee's room and turns to Chrissy, who's watching from the doorway. Dean says, look, I don't really have time to hold your hand here. So Chrissy says, what are you saying? Dean says, I'm saying go wait in the living room. Your dad may not want you to know every single thing about him. Chrissy leans on the doorway and puts her hand on her hip. Dean opens Lee's closet and looks behind the hanging clothes. Only the corner of a map is still pinned to the board. Dean pulls it down and says, where is it? Chrissy says, you mean everything about the job my dad was working? Dean says, Sam says you didn't know. Chrissy says, Sam seemed competent, so I figured, fine, I'll do what my dad always tells me to do. Be a regular kid, don't say anything, stay out of the line of fire, let the adults work it out. So much for that. Dean says, all right, hand it over, okay? I've had a long, long week. Chrissy pulls out a gun and points it at Dean. Dean says, all right, I get it. You're a tough kid, but I'm trying to get Sam and your dad back. Chrissy says, my dad left and he didn't come back. Sam left and he didn't come back. I give you the info, you leave, you don't come back. Dean says, I'm coming back. Chrissy says, I'm coming with you. Dean says, no, no, hell no. Chrissy says, I'm coming or you're not going. Dean grabs the gun out of Chrissy's hand. Chrissy says, ow. Dean says, now hand it over. Chrissy says, "I can't. I burned it." Dean says, "You what?" Chrissy says, "But lucky for you, I memorized it all." So we cut to Dean and Chrissy driving in the car. It's nighttime. Chrissy says, "Hey, I have a question." Dean says, "All right. Here's the deal. I'm a fun guy. I'm actually awesome. Okay, but right now I'm not in the mood. I'm neck deep in some serious crap. And if this wasn't an emergency, I would drop your ass at uh, boo. <laughs> drop your <ass. laughs> I would drop your ass. I would drop your ass off at What's the nearest ass? mall." <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> an ostrich uh um an ox <laughs> i don't I'm know i'm
1: going with ostrich uh,
0: yeah let's go with ostrich. i like that
1: yeah okay <laughs> chrissy says what serious crap dean says revenge crap all right now shut up eat a cookie or something chrissy puts headphones on her ears and then takes them off again she says, one thing doesn't make sense, though. My dad's a pretty great hunter, and your brother's the size of a car. So how'd this thing get them both? Dean says, Vitalos usually hunt in pairs. Sam and your dad both assumed it was one thing hunting solo. Chrissy says, why'd they think that? St- Dean says, because they had the wrong info, or best available. Our dad took down a loaner years ago. Sam has his journal. Your dad must have been going on the same facts. Chrissy says, and you know different, because... Dean says, because I hunted one that turned out to be two a couple years back. Chrissy says, and you never told Sam? Wow, thanks. How about sharing that with the rest of the class so we don't all get killed? Dean says, Sam was away at Stanford, smartass. Chrissy says, Sam went to college? I thought you said your dad was a hunter. Dean says, he was. We were. Sam Quint went to college. There's a pause as Chrissy processes this information. Dean says, you could too, you know, go to college, be a hunter pediatrician cut back to uh, we cut back to sam and lee sally enters and walks over to the guys who are still tied to chairs sally says hunter uh that looks weird sorry (laughs) sally says hunter day at the all you can eat how's everyone feeling good sam and lee say nothing Sally says, strong, silent, fine. I don't need much entertainment with my meal. Sally walks over to Lee and leans down to chomp on his neck. But Sam says, hey, Sally, uh, did I tell you about the Vitalas I took down in Utah? Yeah, you remind me of them, except they were much younger. Sally walks over to Sam. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way to get a girl's attention. I know.
0: You like old. Yeah. (laughs) Sally Mm -hmm. walks
1: over to Sam. Sam says, I tied him up, not because I had to, more so so I could take my time. Sally says, you're lying. Sam says, no, I just want you to know how much I enjoyed cutting up your sisters. Sally says, shut up. And she grabs Sam by the hair and bites his neck. Sam yells in pain. Then his eyes roll back in his head. So we cut to outside the diner. Dean and Chrissy are parked and staking the place out. Dean says, you ever actually work with your dad? Chrissy says, sure, of course. Dean says, no, I mean, work, not shoot cans in the woods. Chrissy says, I mean, I help all the time. Dean says, so no. Well, right about now, your stomach should be pretty knotted up. Chrissy says, not really. Look, maybe it was a lot harder for you when you were my age. Dean says, oh, you think you're a good actress. You're not. Chrissy says, what are you talking about? Dean says, well, I hate to break it to you, but it's all over your face. You're scared. Chrissy says, quit treating me like I'm some girl. I've been prepping for this my entire life. Dean says, training's one thing, doing, whole nother beast. Chrissy says, wow, you really scared me straight. Thanks, Dean. Marlene walks across the parking lot and gets into the cab of a semi. Chrissy says, why is that waitress getting into that truck? Dean says, I'm not explaining R-rated crap to you. <laughs> Chrissy says, the front of the truck, not the back, Dean. Marlene drives the truck away. Uh, Dean and Chrissy follow the semi, which is now parked on the side of the road by a building. Dean says, all right. He holds out his fist to Chrissy. She says, what century is this? No one fist bumps anymore. Dean says, come on, give it up. Good work. Dean shakes his fist. Chrissy says, you're a dweeb. Dean shakes his fist again. Chrissy finally puts out her hand. Dean grabs it and puts handcuffs on her. Chrissy says, what the hell? Dean says, I got an idea. He attaches the handcuffs to the steering wheel and says, how about you stay here? Chrissy says, oh, you jackass. Dean says, yeah, well, I'm the jackass who ain't bringing a kid in there, period. Chrissy says, why? I can do everything you can do. Dean says, I'll bring them back. Trust me. Chrissy says, please. They're probably dead. Dean says, you don't know that. Chrissy says, it's been days. Probably just a pile of meat. I've seen it. Torn to shreds. Let me go in there and kill them. Dean says, no, sorry. Okay, Chrissy is just a ray of sunshine, can I say? (laughs) She's... Got some issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I like her though.
1: I like her, but she needs some therapy. Okay. Oh when... yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. hmm Yeah. <laughs> they gotta have
1: like hunters therapy.
0: How do you that's do that? Like there's got is there a hunter somewhere who's also a psychologist or at the very least a counselor?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they need. They gotta have
0: something like that you would think (laughs) Yeah, that's what they need that's what they need at least it's like hey you know they got kind of a corner on the market because it's like okay some this thing ate my friend it's like okay well how do you feel about that instead of going wait this thing doesn't exist nice try also let's toss you in the loony bin you know exactly yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) so Chrissy says you're such a hypocrite and i don't dean says because i'm the grown-up then dean holds out his hand and says give it to me chrissy says what dean says "Your lockpick i will frisk you chrissy hands her lockpick to dean and dean says thank you he gets out of the car and walks away so we cut to dean lockpicking his way inside the abandoned building dean sees a dead man and then sees sam lee and a third man tied to chairs sally is standing next to the third man and marlene is next to lee sam is still knocked out Marlene says, good thing we picked up a new one. This one's about tapped out. You want to finish him together? Sally says, sure, I'd love to. Dean grabs a metal bar and hits Sally, who falls to the ground. He draws his knife as Marlene rushes him. Marlene says, not so fast. Dean swings at Marlene, but she hits him and he drops his knife. She slams him against the metal cage and grabs him by the throat. Sam wakes up. Dean grabs another metal bar and hits Marlene. She falls to the ground. Dean picks up his knife. Suddenly Chrissy is there. She says, dad, hold on, I got you. Chrissy runs across the room, but Sally grabs her leg and stops her. Lee says, no. Sally gets up, drags Chrissy behind Lee and Sam and holds her from behind. Dean is holding his knife to Marlene's throat. Sally says, let her go, or little Miss Sunshine here gets it. Sally's eyes and teeth transform. Dean takes his knife away from Marlene's throat. She hurries over to stand behind Lee. Lee says, what were you thinking bringing her here? Dean walks towards Sally and Chrissy. Sally says, now drop the knife. Dean puts the knife on the floor. Dean says, she's just a child. Let her go. Sally says, yeah, I don't think we'll be letting anyone go. Chrissy says, daddy. Lee says, it's okay, baby. Everything's going to be fine. Marlene says, all right, enough with the family bonding. It's time for you to shut up. And Marlene bites into Lee's neck. Chrissy says, daddy, no. Dean. Sally says, he can't help you. No one can. Chrissy pulls a knife out of her sleeve, twists around and stabs Sally. Chrissy says, I guess I'll have to help myself then. And Chrissy twists the knife. Sally's body turns gray and her teeth transform. She falls to the floor dead. Marlene advances on Dean who picks up his knife. Chrissy Chrissy cuts Sam's ropes. Sam takes... (laughs) I could do this.
0: You got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Sam takes Chrissy's knife and stabs Marlene. He twists the knife. Marlene's teeth transform and her body turns black as she dies Chrissy works on the ropes holding Lee who is unconscious Chrissy says bad actress huh Dean says yeah I take it back so we cut to a hospital Sam and Dean walk down a hallway they enter a room that Chrissy is sitting outside of Lee is in a hospital bed in the room he says yeah I was hoping you'd stop by I wanted to thank you Sam says it's no problem Lee says no you saved my life Chrissy's too Sam says actually uh, she kind of saved ours Dean says, don't thank us. Quit. Your daughter's 14 years old. She's already a hunter with a kill under her belt. I'm not trying to be a dick, but what do you think that does to her lifespan? She could still be a regular kid. Lee says, you know, I got into this for a reason. Dean says, I know. Your family. It's the same reason you should get out now. Lee says, I can't. You ever know anyone who left the life? Dean says, no, they all get killed first. Sam says, well, uh, we should probably let you get some rest. Lee says, yeah, and he waves as they leave. Uh, Sam leaves the hospital, followed by Chrissy. Chrissy says, Dean, thanks for saying goodbye, asshat. <laughs> Sam walks over to the car, leaving Dean and Chrissy to say goodbye. Dean says, oh, what, now you're sentimental? Chrissy says, no, I just wanted to tell you that you're kind of amusing for an old man. Dean says, how'd you get out <laughs> of them cuffs anyway? Chrissy says, girl's got to have her secrets. Dean says, bobby pin, you know, you could have gotten yourself killed. Chrissy says, I saved your bacon. Dean says, my point stands, but yes. Chrissy says, so, guess I'm retiring, one and done. Dean says, really, how do you feel about that? Chrissy says, who knows, maybe I'll go to Stanford like Sam. She holds out her fist to Dean who bumps it. Chrissy says, we're so lame. Dean says, yeah, we are, take care of yourself. Chrissy goes back inside the hospital. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving in the car. It's nighttime. Sam says, you know what, good for them. Dean says, yeah, it's nice to walk away from someone and feel like they could be okay. How about you? How you doing? You all right? Sam says, no, I'm definitely not. But, you know, I mean, um, I think maybe I just want to work. Dean nods. Sam says, should I even ask? Dean says, I'm fine. Sam says, fine, meaning Dean says, you're right. We should just work, right? And figure out a way to kick Dick Roman's ass. Well, hey, we are the professionals.
0: <laughs> Sam turns dick. on.
1: <laughs> kick Dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam turns on the music and leans against the passenger door to go to sleep. Dean smiles
0: sadly. And credits. Okay, so my thoughts for this one. First one's a little bit of a weird thought, but I wonder how many hookers are actually at truck stops.
1: I wonder that too.
0: Like, you know, I don't know. I don't go to truck stops. So I don't... Yeah. <laughs> like, is that a thing? Like, cause they didn't in the episode, they didn't really seem to think it was anything that was like really off brand. You know, I feel like
1: one of you at home needs to write us an email and let us know about the hooker situation and truck stops because we, somebody has got
0: to have been to a truck stop or, you know, drives trucks or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I need to know these things for science
1: yeah I need to know too
0: (laughs) because like I don't know I just expect because like honestly in a lot of movies and tv shows and all that sort of stuff that's kind of like a thing and I don't know if that's actually a thing or not or if it's just like a Hollywood thing Mm -hmm. where they just like teach you to expect that even though it's not something that happens usually
1: (laughs) so like okay say you're a hooker. and you're you're Um. on a truck stop and you're you're you've propositioned somebody and you guys are going to get down like what happens if the back of the truck is full like do you just like go up to the front of the truck and that's where you do your business
0: well okay from what what little I know about trucks is some of them have like living quarters in the cab oh Oh. Not all of them, but I think a lot, especially the really big ones, like the reason that they're so like tall and, you know, long mm-hmm. is that they've got like a little living quarter in the back. So not all of them do that. I think it just kind of depends on like how far they're going, you know, like in what sort of truck line it is. If they're like somebody that goes across the country a lot, or if it's somebody that's just going from like one side of the state to the other, where you can get there in like five hours, you know? Yeah honestly, it just kind of depends on that. But I know some of them have like a full living situation in there and it might not be, I mean, I'm guessing it's probably like travel trailer esque, you know, like nothing super like spacious or anything necessarily, but it's Mm -hmm. got like a bed and stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. So
1: you've answered my question.
0: Yeah, I mean that's all. That's literally all I know about trucks. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only piece of information I can give you. So, I mean, yeah, that that that's it. But um, also, okay. So when Dean and Frank are like going to, you know, observe the the field situation. And Dean passes out like Frank said that he's been up this whole time. And he said he told Dean that he slept for 36 hours. So Frank has been up with his eyeballs taped open or what? Staring at a screen for 36 hours.
1: It's possible that Frank has taken a couple naps and just seen that Dean is still asleep.
0: But it's Frank, though. Do you think he really would fall asleep during that?
1: No, I think he took a bunch of drugs to keep himself awake.
0: He's probably like surviving off of caffeine pills and coffee, you know, like no wonder he's a little bit neurotic and like, okay, if that's what he's doing all the time anyways, because he feels like he's got to observe all these different things. Like, does he ever sleep? I don't know. Or like, does he sleep for very, very short periods? I could see him being one of those people where he like lets himself sleep for like four hours at a time and like wakes himself up. You know, Mm -hmm. like I will only sleep for this amount of time because this is as far as I can go without like feeling like I'm missing things, you know, like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What a miserable existence.
1: (laughs) I know how paranoid he is all the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Like he is like one step away from like mandroid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, him and what's his what was his name?
1: It was um oh balls. I can't remember. Resnick was his last name. K. But I can't remember his first name. Yeah, I want to say remember. like Charles, but I don't think that's it.
0: No Johnny? I don't, I don't remember.
1: Nope, that's the goo goo dolls
0: <laughs> Frontman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Resnick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. now um, I've confused myself completely I'm not sure what that guy's name was
0: I don't remember either but I can pretty- Ronald Ronald His there name is there we go yep yep they are cut from the same cloth Frank and Ronald yep yep there's <laughs> just one went a little bit off, more off the deep end than the other one yeah. <laughs> The one dove a little deeper <laughs> into the pool <laughs> yep. although really I think Ronald is maybe more normal than Frank yeah he just like frank or er, frank obsesses about everything so he can't like dig too deep with any of it where like ronald had his one thing that he just like dug way too deep with <laughs>
1: that's right yeah you know
0: and kind of like let that one thing take over but mm-hmm. anyway yeah Ugh. I- not enough sleep 36 hours is a lot i mean people can do it every once in a while i'm sure but like not it seems to be that he probably does it on a regular occasion because he was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And
1: yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but also, how uncomfortable would it be for Dean to sleep like that for 36 hours?
0: Oh, he's got to hurt so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. He just had his head propped up on the wall or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, I don't even know. I don't I don't remember. I know he was in a chair. That's about yeah. all I remember. But yeah, no, that's not going to be most fun thing anybody's ever done but also okay I think Dean secretly really liked hunting with Chrissy he would never admit it and he would be like make up all sorts of excuses about how it's dangerous and why you know she shouldn't be hunting and all that sort of stuff but I think he liked it because the kid had some spunk
1: you know <laughs> yeah I think that he liked her and her enjoyed her company but I don't think he liked hunting with her I think he was probably just like too scared
0: that she was gonna get hurt that's what I think. Yeah, that's fair. I changed my statement. I agree. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I do think he really enjoyed her company.
0: Yeah. 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 And just hanging out in general. Yeah. Um I I think. Yeah, at, at a certain point, especially with you know the children in the show, like there's only so much you could do to keep them away from it. Yeah. So it just kinda at some point you just kinda gotta accept it and roll with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um so what was your favorite moment from this episode?
1: My favorite moment was when um, Frank and Dean were in that field and um, Frank was trying to convince Dean to go up in the cherry picker and he was like showing him the patch on
0: his costume that was like, (laughs) look,
1: this one says manager, yours says technician or whatever.
0: (laughs) That means I'm the boss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am the boss of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What was your favorite moment?
0: Um, I kind of liked when Chrissy was talking to Dean and she's like, you're a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what? You know, like, I, I, okay. You know, like mm-hmm. just getting called out by like a, whatever she's like 14 year olds, you know? Yeah. Like, I like Chrissy.
1: I think she's super cute.
0: Yeah. I like Chrissy too. I think, um, I, I think she's got like a good attitude as far as like, I don't think she, I wouldn't say she has a good attitude, but she's got a good attitude for a hunter.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But yeah, so that was my favorite was she just kind of like was just, you know, calling him an old man and all that sort of stuff yeah. the whole time. He was just like, he could not escape the insults. <laughs> he was just getting owned by like a 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so our interesting facts from this episode um, it says when Dean expresses frustration over not knowing what's being built in the field, Frank says, patience, grasshopper. Um, he's quoting master Poe in the 1970s martial arts TV, Western Kung Fu from 1972. That was kind of a fun rhyme. Um, <laughs> this is the second time Dean had been referred to as grasshopper. The first was being called that by Alistair, um, on the head of a pin. hmm Um, Or in the episode on the head of a pin. Um, It says, at the beginning of the episode, when Sam is looking at Bobby's Hunter's notebook, uh, the last name listed at the bottom of the page is Frank Furter. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) An allusion to the character Frank N. Furter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. It says this episode title is the same as a 1987 movie starring Elizabeth Shue. Um, it's about a babysitter who has to take the three kids she's watching into the city to rescue a friend and they end up being chased.
1: I actually watched that movie quite a few times when I was little and I don't remember anything about it except that I loved it and I loved Elizabeth Shue.
0: Yeah. I remember. So the what was the one that you had me? It was just called The Babysitter, right?
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. The okay. horror
0: movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember watching that. <laughs> and then for some reason, because we watched it on my Netflix, I think, and for some reason it kept popping up as like, "Hey, finish this, you know, show," and I'm like, "Oh, we must not we must have like cut it out of the credits too soon or something like that." So I would like go to watch it and like finish and just let the credits roll so that way it would like stop showing up on my list yeah (laughs) and it kept just going back to the beginning and I'm like what you know like clearly I've watched the whole thing why do you keep telling me that I need to finish the movie when the movie is done you know and so eventually I like (laughs) because it's something that like it shouldn't bother me that much to have it on the list but it was and so (laughs) I had to eventually like start the movie over again and like skip through all the way to the end and just like let the credits play at the end. And then I think it went away after that. But it was like a whole like two month process of me going, why won't this go away?
1: That's weird.
0: (laughs) It was the weirdest
1: thing. There's a second one now too, which is, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's a new one or is it? Yeah, it's a new one. I think it's, I think it's on Netflix. I'll have to double check that. It's really good
0: i wonder if that's what was showing up no it wasn't because it was the first one because i kept like i've already seen this before and it kept t- trying to play it from the beginning yeah i don't know anyways okay <laughs> um, it says ian tracy um or, who's lee chambers also portrays the angel isham um in the season 12 episode supernatural lily sunder has some regrets from 2000. 2000 episode 2,000 episode. <laughs> oh my god
1: 2,000 episodes we're gonna be doing this until we're old ladies like
0: 85 years old I swear <laughs> uh. <laughs> at that point we're gonna be like the lady at the beginning of the Titanic it's been 84 years <laughs> I'm over it oh <laughs> uh. <Aww>. anyways <laughs> It says this is the sixth episode to not feature the Impala, um, and it's the fifth episode in a row to not feature it. Um, It says Megan Ori played Red Riding Hood slash Ruby Lucas in Once Upon a Time from 2011, Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't say what she is, and I'm guessing it must be Chrissy. Either that or one of the Vitala.
1: One of the Vitala is who it is. Little Red Riding Hood
0: remember Red Riding Hood. Who played Red Riding Hood? I remember I don't know if I've seen that part of it.
1: Yeah, it's not the waitress um vitala, it's the Hooker Vitala.
0: Okay, I think she did look vaguely familiar to me. So I must have seen that part of Once Upon a Time. It's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah. Like I'm and too. I didn't finish it all because I think I did not even know why I didn't finish it. I think it was one of those like I kept missing the episodes or something because I had to like work at a certain time or I, w- maybe it was when I was in like massage school or something and I couldn't keep up with it. And we didn't have like a DVR or anything. So I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I have to wait for it to come out on Netflix. And then I like never watched it. <laughs> yeah. I so haven't seen it all of at it. some point. I want to, um, but I just haven't done that yet. Um, Anyway, um, it says Megan Ory previously acted alongside Jensen Ackles in the series dark angel from 2000, um, the episode dark angel, the Beresford agenda from 2002. Mm. Um, it says toward the end, Chrissy says she's retiring from hunting, maybe going to college. She says one and done. There's a bit of irony in that phrase. Um, in 2005, the NBA set up a rule that to be eligible for the pro basketball draft, you need at least one year of college. Um, this resulted in a lot of high school basketball stars doing one year of college basketball, then going pro one and done. Um, in reference to NBA describes the opposite of Chrissy's decision. Hmm. Um, it says Sally tells Dean to let Marlene go or little miss sunshine here gets it. Um, she's referring to the dark comedy, little miss sunshine from 2006, um, a film about a sweet young girl competing in a preteen beauty pageant. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that i remember the only little miss sunshine that i remember is the shirley temple movie i did not see that either we had the whole collection at one point and then it was all on vhs and my parents like got rid of it at one point and i'm like why would you? they just like gave it to goodwill and i'm like why don't you like try and sell that somebody might want the entire shirley temple collection you know like yeah there's got to be somebody so but Anyway, that's all, that's all I can tell you about Little Miss Sunshine. (laughs) Um, Okay. So our research, uh, from this week is off, is off of atlasobscura.com and it's about, um, the Vitala. So the title is one of Dracula's often overlooked inspiration is the inspirations is the Indian Vitala um it says across generations and around the world the name Dracula now calls to mind a pale man in a tuxedo and cape eyes bloodshot and fangs gleaming originally introduced in Bram Stoker's ni- eight, not 1987 1897 novel of the same name and given that familiar b- look by Bella Lugosi in 1931 Dracula has since uh, become the world's prototype vampire spawning a world of imitations variations parody and more from Lestat the lion court to Edward Cohen the sparkly guy (laughs) yep um Stoker's Dracula is widely believed to have been inspired by Vlad III uh ruler of Wallachia Wallachia I I think I'm I'm Wallachia Wallachia W-A-L-L-A-C-H-I-A I'm I'm gonna go with Wallachia oh no hold on my phone just did a thing oh no okay we've got it figured out (laughs) um uh okay so ruler of wallachia in what is now romania in the 15th century um but few are familiar with another older creature that is believed in part to have contributed to his creation um the hindu spirit known as the Vitala. Um, it says, as legend goes, the vitala is a ghoulish trickster of varying description that haunts cemeteries and forests, hanging upside down from trees and waiting for humans to play pranks on. They are said to exist in a realm between life and death and have the ability to see into the past, present, and future. Ooh. This boundless knowledge makes them invaluable to sorcerers who often seek uh, to capture and enslave the vitala to use its powers for their bidding. Growing up, my father taught me that the Vitala could see everything, recalls a priest at the Pasadena Hindu Temple in Los Angeles um, who grew up in the, in the Indian state of, oh, I'm going to butcher this Gu- Gujarat, I
1: think. I'm not sure.
0: Um, and wished to remain anonymous. Um, it says, they could detect the good and evil inside you. We were forever cautious around cemeteries because you never know or knew what might be waiting for you. Um, the Vitala legend dates back to the 11th century when it was made popular through Vitala, oh boy, Panchim, oh no, Pan Shadi, I think. Okay. I could totally be butchering this. Um, a collection of stories that children in India still read today, also known as Vital B- Pachisi. I'm sorry for anybody who speaks this language, because I am probably super butchering it. Um, It says, uh, my first introduction to the Vitala was in school, an Indian mother interviewed for this piece, um, who also wished to remain anonymous, says, "Um, we used to get these graphic novels called Amar Chitra Katha, um, each of which would narrate an Indian story, some of which were historical, some mythological, and some folk. Um, the Amar Chitra Katha comic books, um, which included stories from Vatala Panchvimshari, oh, this is bad, um, <laughs> were often shared with cousins and neighbors at home or passed around during free time at school. Um, in this collection, originally written in Sanskrit, um, a tantric sorceress ask, asks King Vikram, oh boy, Vikrama, to capture a vitala. This is too many syllables for me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, okay, slow down. Each time the king approaches the creature, however, it presents him with a riddle along with some unusual rules. If the king knows the answer, the vitala will go free, flying back to its upside-down perch. If the king does not know the answer, the Vitala agrees to be taken as his captive and to go with him to the sorceress. That seems strange. You would think that it's like it would be hey, the other way around. It would be the other way around. Like, if you know the answer, then I'll go with you. If you don't know the answer, then bye-bye. You know? Yeah. Um Anyways, it says, if the king knows the answer but does not speak it aloud in an attempt to outsmart the vitala, his head will explode into a million pieces.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That's a little dramatic.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Okay. So, it says, Vatala Panshwimshadi um features 25 stories with the same conceit um and in 24 of them the king answers the riddle correctly thus again and again the vitala escapes the sorceress but the 25th time the vitala asks the king the following if a prince marries the queen and a princess marries the king and each couple has a baby what is the relation between the two newborns which okay so if you have okay so is it the prince like the queen's son marries the queen and i don't know (laughs) i don't know anyways i'm not gonna think too hard about that because i'm sure it's you know you don't want your head
1: to explode
0: i know right (laughs) but hey i'm speaking it aloud so at least i'm trying (laughs) yeah (laughs) even if i get it wrong i won't explode (laughs) so it says this weird incestuous question is what finally stumps the king because he does not know the answer the Vital is forced to go with him to the sorceress but during the journey, the Vitala reveals that the sorceress plans to use his or use its powers to kill the king and take over the realm. The two then decide to team up and kill the sorceress. After peace has been restored, the Vitala offers to protect the kingdom and come to the king's aid whenever he needs it. Um, while this popular story depicts the Vitala as a trickster with the capacity for good, today the Vitala is characterized as far more demonic. Um, In the Mythical Creatures Bible, The Definitive Guide to Legendary Beings by Brenda Rosen, um, the Vitala is called a hostile spirit said to cause madness, miscarriages, and kill children.
1: Oh my god. Um,
0: (laughs) Likewise, in the Encyclopedia of Demons in World Religions and Cultures by Teresa Bain, the Vitala is defined as a vampiric demon that possesses humans and causes their feet and hands to twist backwards, their skin to turn green, and their fingernails to become long, poisonous white talons.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Something else. I don't want my
1: foot in my my feet in my hands to go backwards. Nope. That just sounds really uncomfortable.
0: That sounds awful. Like, and then
1: you get the poisoned talons on, on backwards freaking hands. I, I don't know, like that it. That just
0: seems like an accident waiting to happen. Like, what if you, like, sit on your own hand and, like, poison your own self? What if, <laughs> How do you wipe your butt, huh? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to figure out a different way. You know? <laughs> I guess you'd get a bidet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just hose that shit down. <laughs> That's your best option. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I wasn't intending that. That was but funny. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, it says these, des- de- blah, blah, blah. these descriptions are far cries from the original Sanskrit text of Vitala Panchvim Shadi, in which the Vitala is depicted as a more nuanced creature. Um, and, as, and as this transformation can be blamed, at least in part, on British explorer, writer, and gadabout Sir Richard Burton. Okay. I don't know what a gadabout is. Um, <laughs> who was the first person to bring both the Kama Sutra and Vitala Shadi to Western audiences? Oh. Um, it says not only did Burton choose the word vampire, um, a word with its roots in Eastern Europe for um, his translation of the word v- vitala, as opposed to something like spirit, but the illustrations that accompanied his text showed a long or showed a taloned creature with pointed ears, bulgy eyes, leathery wings, and a long tail, um, thus transforming the vitala into the malevolent monster it is p- depicted as today. Um, further cementing his new depiction in his translated collection, which he called Vitrum and the Vampire, Burton chose to include only 11 of the 25 original stories, greatly diminishing the depth of the Vitala character. Um, scholars have rightly criticized Vitrum and the Vampire for these shortcomings. Um, in The Ocean of Story, C.H. Tawney's translation of the Katha Sarit Sagara, um, N.M. Penzer, a British independent scholar and fellow of the Royal Geographical Society calls Vitrum and the Vampire, not a translation, but an adaptation um, and a very free adaptation too. (laughs) It says, to his credit, Burton never claimed that Vitrum and the Vampire was an exact translation. Um, It's not pretended that the words of these Hindu tales are preserved to the letter. I have ventured to remedy the uh, conciseness of their language and to clothe the skeleton with flesh and blood, he wrote in the introduction. Um, but Penzer's response to this dic- disclaimer didn't, doesn't mince words. Um, this is putting it very mildly. What Burton has really done is to use a portion of the Vitala tales as a peg on which to hang elaborate improvements entirely of his own invention. Um, regardless of scholars' te- uh, critiques, the damage had been done. and the Vampire was marketed as the English translation of Vatala panchvim oh, Shadi, um, and readers took the depiction of the Vitala as authentic. Um, one of these readers was Bram Stoker. Um, the author greatly admired Burton and was fascinated by his writings about the Indian occult and particularly Vitala Pan Shvim Shadi. Why is this word in there so many times? <laughs> Dracula's transformation into a bat that hangs upside down, for example, is. Um, His reptilian-like climbing abilities, his powers, and his centuries of wisdom all may have been drawn from Burton's translation. Um, Since Dracula's publication, the Vitala has remained alive and well, but in recent years, it has morphed into something closer to Burton and Stoker's idea of uh, the spirit. In one 2012 episode of the CW show Supernatural, for example, the protagonists face off against two seductive vitalas depicted with sharp fangs and a thirst for blood that make them more or less indistinguishable from other pop culture Mm bloodsuckers. Indian production companies have also capitalized on what is uh, a more homegrown horror movie villain. Um, In 2020's Batal, now streaming on Netflix, uh, remote village falls prey to a colony of Vitala working alongside officers from the East India Company to take over their land in the movie the Vitala is reimagined as a vampire zombie hybrid hmm. um, the modern Vitala then is an amalgamation of cultures stories and misinterpretations um, adopted adapted and then adopted again <laughs> and while the Vitala of today's pop culture is the far cry from the original text those stories remain in the hearts of Indian children and grown-ups When asked whether he believes the Vitala exists in some form on earth and whether it might have been an influence on us, the priest at the Pasadena Hindu temple leaves things open. As with any myth, any frightening story or creature, some people believe, some don't, he says. But I have found that when something goes amiss, um, when there's a sound in the cemetery, an unexplained shadow or disturbance, people change their mind. (laughs) Uh I mean... Yeah, you know, that's, it's, that's the thing. Even the most skeptical of people sometimes will change their minds about certain things if they've given, you know, if something is off enough to them or if they've been given enough proof about whatever. You know, mm-hmm. there's that. Um, so what was your idiot or moment from this week?
1: Okay, so um, I was a total idiot and didn't realize that... Killian's kindergarten teacher is partially deaf oh yeah yeah and um uh I don't really know how to explain this she's got like so Killian was doing remote learning Mm -hmm. okay so it's not like I was ever face to face with her yeah um Um, So I would just see her, you know, on the computer screen, and I'm not, like, sitting there next to Killian so that she can see my face. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of glancing at the computer screen every now and then. So um, I saw in her ears what I thought were, like, earbuds, Mm -hmm. but Eric was like, dude, like, those are totally hearing aids. (laughs) And I was just like, oh. (laughs)
0: Well, did you say anything about it? Were you, like, no, no headphones or what you thought they were headphones or
1: I can't remember how it came up with me and Eric but um I just I just had no idea and he's like can't you tell by the way she speaks and I was like what do you mean and he's like apparently there's a certain like pitch for people who are partially deaf how, how they speak I'm not I don't know they usually I've, have I've...
0: like from the people that I know that have like hearing loss problems or whatever that they've had for you know a long time or since you know they were younger mm-hmm. um they usually have like lower voices
1: i just have kind never of. known that so yeah. Eric, yeah and eric was just like yeah I, I can tell by the way she by the way she talks and I, and to, to me she talks totally normal yeah so i just i mean it doesn't obviously it doesn't matter it was just um it's something that made me feel like a fucking idiot because <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, oh, that yeah. thing that's been, you know, you know, clearly <laughs> er, yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric was you. like
1: very it was very obvious that she is. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I know how it came up because the kids um they're back in school now, but before they were, she was talking about um getting masks for them that have a clear, you know, that clear part in front of their lips oh, for, mm-hmm. for lip reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does she want them to have clear masks for lip reading? Like, <laughs> I just assumed it was because sometimes young kids are hard to understand.
0: Yeah. Oh, you they can I mean? be for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and, and Eric was like, what are you talking about? Like, she's partially deaf. And I was like, what What are you talking
0: about? Like, how did you figure this out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
1: anyway, that uh, I just feel stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so. well...
0: I mean, it's not like you were just like, at least you didn't say anything, you know? Oh,
1: right. I know. I know. Thank God. <laughs> like,
0: why would you want us to do that? Oh, um, yeah. You know, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh. Oh,
1: well, what, what was your agenda asked that moment?
0: Mine. So, we, so Travis and I are moving and the house they are moving into has a huge garden which is like I mean I'm talking this thing is like rows and rows like I would say I, I'm not good at measurements but I think Travis said that the garden was probably like at least 1200 square feet if not a little more you know like wow it's decent size. Like we were out there for like four hours. He was like going through on the tractor, trying to till it all up. And so we can like, you know, pull the grass clumps out of it and like kind of soften it up and all that sort of stuff to plant things. Mm-hmm. And I spent like two hours just standing on my head. Cause I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do while you're running the tractor? And he's like, oh, well just like go and like get the big dirt or the big, um, grass clumps out. So then that way, you know, they don't get stirred up. And then kind of, as I go through, we'll just kind of like pick up more of the bigger clumps or whatever. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so I spent like two hours, like walking around, you know, standing on my head and like picking up grass clumps and flinging them all over the place. And then like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go and pick these up later. And then like two hours in, I realized, Hey, idiot, like go get a bucket out of the 8 million of them that are around here (laughs) and just, find a spot put it in the bucket dump the bucket go move to another spot put it all in the bucket dump the bucket and so my hamstrings were so sore for like three days from just like standing on my head like (laughs) I just there was no thoughts happening there I was just like grass club okay straight down you know (laughs) yeah so yeah that was that was a fun thing I was I was pretty sore for a while after that because I had no forethought of like, hey, let's make this a little bit easier for myself. So, yeah. But now I know. (laughs) Hey, you have got there in the end. You figured it out. I got there in the end. It took me a little while, but I figured it out.
1: Well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at Idgitsandasputspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgitsandasputs, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Asput moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.